At 42 years of age and after 72 professional fights, the end is surely here for Manny Pacquiao, beaten by your Dennis Ugas in Las Vegas. This is After the Bell, Mirror Fighting's boxing show with me, Martin Dommen, and with my regular guests, Barry Jones and Declan Taylor. As I said, Pacquiao was beaten on points, 116, 112, twice, 115, 113. I don't think there were any arguments over the result. Perhaps the scorecards could have been wider, but thankfully, no controversy. Barry, how much of that defeat was down simply to Manny Pacquiao being, or Father Time, catching up with Manny Pacquiao? Yeah, pretty much pretty much all of it. And, and as, as we spoke last week, that was always the worry, that you can't go to the well forever. And... But Ugas is good. He's tricky. He's awkward. He has those long reach. He has a long reach, and he doesn't look pretty. But he's massively effective. He's economically very good, and I think he carries a bit of sting in his in his pop and his punches. And I think that's what put Pacquiao off. But the jab slow Pacquiao down. You know, anyone with fast feet and fast hands, you have to slow him down somehow. And that left jab of, of, of Ugas was brilliant. Just stop Pacquiao from from starting attacks or continuing. Is he likes to throw one? And then throw four, doesn't he, Pacquiao? I think what I noticed with Pacquiao, his hand speed was still there. His foot speed is gone. So he was still fast enough, but not as fast as he was. He used to be like so so quick to get around the target. His feet would, his feet would move so fast. It was like he was on ice skates. And, and, he, and you wouldn't know how he got around you. And he did that so well with people like Cotto and stuff. But the feet weren't as fast as, as they were in as they were in uh, yesteryear. And I think that's where he was getting caught with right hands as he was trying to move on the target because he didn't have that sharpness, I guess, is the word we're probably looking for. He, he, look, he was he would look like Pac- he looked like the pack out of old at stages, but just everything just lacked that little bit of sharpness, crispness that he had at his peak. So let's hope we never see him again in, in, the, in a competitive fight. Let's hope that. To be honest, Declan, we've been talking about is this the end for Pacquiao? Or at least has time caught up with him for quite a few years now? And of course, two years ago against Keith Thurman, he defied those odds and impressed. It was two years out of the ring. We shouldn't really be surprised, but I guess there was always that question, well, he looks so good, he talks uh, so well, maybe he, he can just somehow defy the odds. Yeah, and it wasn't... I do. I agree. We, you know, we thought the Thurman fight would be a bridge too far, and it's gone on since then. To be fair, a lot of people didn't expect him to come back after the big Marquez knockout, which was ages ago. He was barely, you know, he was in his thirties at that point. So, like, I don't know. It wasn't your classic like get old in the ring overnight either. It wasn't one way he's turned up and he's just like, I can't do this anymore. Barry's right. He was just, he just wasn't really at the races, and because his feet weren't fast enough, he missed a lot. He was just reaching a lot. And Stephen Espinosa tweeted that. He did what Ugas did, what Mayweather did, and nullified him. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that he did a Mayweather type performance, but he neutralized Pacquiao. And when he's neutralized, he's not landing anything. And you're like, all of this, this whole whirlwind, this whole hummingbird situation is actually useless, and, and there's no point to it. It's all, it's all just nothing's actually effective off the back of it. And I think that's exactly what Ugas did. He used his height well. I thought it was, to be honest, a pretty uh, unentertaining fight, actually. Um, Oh. Ugas, Ugas made it so it was. Well, you know, sorry, I've got to say, when have you ever said that about a Pacquiao fight? Exactly, that's exactly right. That that was, and you would think he started well in the first round. He was like a train. He was like, okay, this is great. Ugas is, looks like he's caught up in something here, and then he just slowed down, and it just it was just pedestrian for a lot of it. And 
I think that is the. To be fair, I'm, I was there were times when I was just thinking, I'm glad it, it's not he's not in there with Errol Spence here because that mm. could have been a bit of a, a a bit of a problem for him, you know, on the end of some some big shots. Ugas never really hurt him at any point. You're right, Barry. The jab was obviously great, but also from for a taller man. The, the right hand to the body, you don't often see a taller guy landing that against a shorter guy because it's just too far to get. He got called a couple of times, certainly once, and stopped for a low blow, which I don't think it was, to be honest. And he was using that shot to great effect, just properly taking the wind out of Pacquiao. And it was just, the rounds were just ticking by and you're just thinking, no, he has, he, there's nowhere for him to go. He can't land. He's, ne- he's never going to stop this guy. Um, and yeah, it was kind of a, a sad one, but at the same time, like hopefully that is how he goes out and he doesn't go out getting cleaned out by someone who's not who would never have been on his level in the past. The the worry for me is that he's still good. He was still beat the most a lot of welterweights. I'm not saying the top four, but he was still beat a lot. And that's the worry that he can still be competitive and he could still pick up a title somewhere, maybe, you know, if Spence were to move up or you no know, not at the you know give up one of his titles, then there'd be an opportunity for him. And I think that's that's the worry for me. I think sometimes it's horrible to say it. Sometimes a real hammering is what you need to retire. I had one, <laughs> no, but it's you know sometimes you no know, winning, losing a close fight, or just being like that. That was for the Pacquiao fight was an event, an, an eventful. So he could so I could have done a bit more. I could be a bit more. You no, know, could I be? And and also you as a fighter, you've got a kid throughout your whole life. You you lie to yourself. You know, to get to build that self that's that false confidence to produce real confidence. So you say, ah, I got an injury, I've been out for two years. You'll look for excuses why you didn't perform at your best. And I think he might do that, and that's the worry. Because you know, he should have retired 10 years ago, really, really. You know, earned a lot of money before then. He didn't more since then, but I mean he earned a lot of money enough to retire on, or should have, should have for sure. And he'd had a he'd had a Hall of Fame career by that point. But he's kept on and it's is it always looking for the extra dollar? I don't know. You know where where does it end for him? That's the worry, because you know the older you get and the punches you're taking now, you know it accelerates the deterioration of your life. And that's the truth. And you know, being at forty two years now, you know he, he's going to be he's not going to be the same man as most fifty two year olds in ten years time if he continues to fight. And that's just the bare facts. And you know, you know we we talk shy away from these these statistics that are not are not really brought to the forefront of, of you know boxes after they retire but it has an effect on you it really does and i think the longer you go the potentially the worse that is there you go there's nothing i'd be boxing in general really but you know you don't want to see a great fighter like him who's, who's been who's been you know a hero for so many fans and boxers alike because he's He's just gone looking to fight the best. He had nine fights with not the three best Mexicans, but three of the best Mexicans of all time. And he had nine fights with those three. You know, like, just a, why would you want to do that? That's enough to finish anyone's career, even if you've won them all. That's, that's, a, that's a tiring nine fight, a run of fights for anyone. But then he went looking for everyone. He went looking at weights and cottles and, and, and nothing was, no one was big enough for him. No one was, no, no one was too big for him. No one was too hard for him. No one was too fast for him. He just went looking for the for, for the for the next challenge, and, and I've never known a fighter like that I, I, in my lifetime. I've never known a fighter like it. I'm not saying he's the best fighter of all time, but maybe the most um, imagine, imaginative, you know, for looking for fights, the most courageous in that way, where he was always looking to test himself. And you have to give him that credit. The truth is, based on everything you said, that I'd be surprised if we never see him again. I'd be. I don't. I think you're yeah. right that 
but because the, the the nature of the fight, it was sort of there is a door back in, there is a route back in. And let's be honest, if Amir Khan and Kell Brook fight at the end of this year and Khan wins, or to be honest, whoever wins out of those two, you could see next summer Saudi Arabia or Macau or sort of just load of money and both pass the best. He would look at either of them and be like, "Well, neither, you know, they're not going to hurt me," and he would he'd probably go again for that. Like you know, they and I. I think there's still one left in there, at least. And, and that's that's the worry because they get paid so much. Yeah. You can go, how much is enough? How much is enough? But nothing is enough because you might have you might have hundred million in the bank, but someone's offering you ten million for third, no for keeping fit for six for keeping fit for twelve weeks and, and watching your diet, looking after yourself, pretty much what it is, and then boxing for thirty six minutes of hard work potentially. And it's almost hard to say. I would come back tomorrow. For no, for one percent of that. That's that's the truth of it. To be honest, for that money, unless I had no, no like David Hay coming back. No, you know, there's, no, if he's offered silly money, I think he's exaggerating how much he's really offered. But whatever, if he's offered half a million the box Joe Fournier, but you've got it. That's half a million pounds. What he sees as, as an incredibly easy night's work. So how can you turn that down? That's a that's a that's pretty much he's looking there as a a public appearance. And after dinner speech, that's where he, where he looks at it. For, for he's saying it was more money than the Bellu fight, so it's millions. But I doubt it's that really, to be honest. But even if it's hundreds of thousands, it's, you're looking at money for nothing. So he'd have. To, so why wouldn't you take it? But we we slag all these people off, and rightly so, because we we love our sport. No, we don't want to see Packer get hurt. We don't want to see people humiliate the sport and bring it down to like a, a, a just an entertainment business only. But you can't blame the people in it. What was it? Hate the game, not the player, whatever, whatever that you're younger. You guys are younger, you know that whatever saying that is. But and it's true, isn't it? It's you know, they're in the game, the game's dictating how it's given to them. Where did that go from? Wow, that was weird. <laughs> but there is always that option now, of course, of exhibition fights, but perhaps Pacquiao will indeed turn to politics. I'm no expert on the politics of the Philippines. But if he does indeed run for president and is indeed successful. Wherever you're president, you don't have time for a professional boxing career, whether it's one fight or not, surely. So maybe that will be the, the, the one saving grace. Yeah, you would think so. But then he's managed to do, what is he now, a senator, and he's managed to carry on through that. And it's almost like his whole um, superstardom is based off, off the back of boxing and people know him for that. So was, I, I think he would be sort of given a pass from the Filipino people who who wouldn't necessarily say, hold on a sec, mate, you're supposed to be our president, why are you do in a training camp? Because that's what he does. When Vitaly Klitschko got more involved in it, it was obvious then that he'd moved away from boxing. There was no comeback because that was that was what he was focusing on. But I I, I know what you're saying because that was my immediate thought. Is, you know, a lot of boxers, you think, well, what are they going to do now? He's obviously got his hands full. With a lot of, you know, he's got a whole country to run, potentially. But I don't think that would preclude him from a 12-week training camp and a fight at the end of it. I really don't, um, but I think time will tell. I'm, I'm like you, I don't know what the situation is with that, what it takes for him to now become president. If he does, I don't really know where he goes from here, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put a knife in his boxing career because of that. If anything, I'd sort of see it as, like Barry was suggesting there with the challenges he looks for, imagine going and having a fight as the president of the Philippines. It would just be something else for him to achieve. Well, I'm a, I'm a vice president of the, of the Welsh Ex Boxers Association, so there's sort of like a segue there where we could fight each other. You could make catch And I'll take the one percent. I'll take the one percent of the gate. But I, the thing is, the th whatever Pacquiao does, I'll watch him. 
that's the yeah. truth. Like, you know, like I don't want him to fight again for, for the, the potential health implications, and and I want to remember him as what he was. But I'll watch him because he's you know, that fight wasn't the most ex- wasn't an exciting fight, but it was an intriguing fight, and it wasn't a horrible fight to watch. I quite enjoyed it. I watched it again this morning actually, and but he's mainly he's mainly usually and always in in exciting fights, and also. I, it's almost impossible for him to enhance. I don't think he, he will enhance in his career. I don't think he'll he'll get another great win again. But I also don't think he will he will affect he will worsen his career by having loads of bad losses now either. That's I don't want to see him do that. But I think he cemented his his case now for a great fighter. Whatever he does, you will, you cannot forget what he's done. That's one of those things. Like Roy Jones went on for too long, and sort of. Soured a bit of his of his greatness because his greatness was all about being unbeatable. Where Pacquiao's was never about that. This was about I'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime, and you no, know, if I don't beat you, you know, you've had the fight of your life, and that's all it always was. So you remember him more for that, and, and because he did that, he he and he and he's he's sort of like for for any sport when any any person any fighter, he was one of those guys. You got to be in it to win it. Dream to believe, and all those little sayings. But he did it. You know, you don't know if you're going to be great. You don't know if you're going to win unless you just take take the leap of faith and, and believe in yourself. And he did that. So for any young kid to watch, it's about you know protecting your your you're protecting yourself and your, and your undefeated records. One thing, but branching out there and taking that risk is you know is what great fighters do. And I think he showed that. You mentioned it earlier, Declan. Had that been Errol Spence in there, it might not have been so. If not, you know, I guess it was a reasonably comfortable defeat, let's put it that way. I know there's always someone with a pound note ready to, to say fight, but do we think there's at least enough people who will say, don't fight Earl Spence, don't fight Terence Crawford, if you are going to come back, maybe, like you say, the Canbrook win or something like that? Yeah, I, I don't think there'll be the demand from the network now off the back of last night for a Spence fight. For instance, I, don't, I, I just don't see there being any clamour from fans or anything like that because everyone would have looked at that same and been like, okay, he's been basically outboxed and comfortably so, you know, relatively comfortable victory for Ugas, really. Um, why would he? we want to see him anywhere near Spence or, or Crawford? There, there are slightly other stranger ones like Khan Brooker, but also I heard mention of like Javante Davis and things like that. I could see something like that more likely. And no, I don't think there's enough people around him who said, don't do that because he's he's the boss. I don't think, I think that he would still box anyone that is offered. I don't see him shying away from anything. I just think maybe those top guys now, the clamour's gone for that because they're they're only getting better. And off the back of last night, who, who would want to see it? But you, you never know with boxing, do you? Because it's not like welterweight, they've all been fighting each other, you know, Routinely, it's a nightmare division. They're constantly roadblocks and stuff, and politics involved. So maybe he still does get one of the one of the top two, say. But I, I can't see it myself. Um, Davis fight is a little bit more. Um, I could see that happening. Even like Josh Taylor or someone like that. You know, he's still a colossal name if you want to do a proper event and a proper attraction. But I just think the Spence fight has to surely has to be gone. I hope it's gone now. I don't think so. I I think that. Where are they going to put Spence? Spence and Crawford are not going to fight each other. That's, I think that's a given. And and so Spence, Spence and Pacquiao is still a bigger fight than Spence and Ugas. That's the problem you have. It's still a more marketable fight. No, and you know how people can spin it. 115-113 was one card. 
well, that's that's a round and a half turnaround, isn't it? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, no. Ah, if I would have had I had two years out, and I would have you no, know, and you and they can spin it that way. You know, you can't have that many years out when you're this age, but I'm fit and I showed in stage how good I was. I didn't see it that way, but the judges had it closer, and and so and and still, because he's a name, still one last hurrah. He's come back before from defeats and and been a better fighter. All that build up they will do, which he has in his career, of course, time and time again. He's still a bigger name. Ugas, no one's going to be no one's going to be jumping over fences to watch Ugas versus Spence or Ugas versus Terence Crawford. They're not, but they'll. But everyone will turn up to watch Crawford box, box Pacquiao next week, and the same with Spence. And I don't want to see it because I think he, you know, he, he gets he gets a, a, a bit of a turning over judged on on last night's performance. But and you tend to think he don't get any better than that now. You would feel at this age, I can't see how he can. But then I said that about when when Jeff Horn beat him. This is the end of Pacquiao. Now he was he was still competitive, but he shouldn't have been competitive against this sort of opposition. And that was the problem. But then he, he turned his life around again and, and, and brought something new to the table like he always does. But I, like I said last week, I'll, I'll bet against him every fight now because he just can't keep producing the quality. Just it's impossible. It's superhuman. It's superhuman what he's done already. But, you know, it has to come to an end. But I think this fight's out there. I think those big fights are still achievable for him. And that's my worry. That, that cause while the money's there and the big fights are there, the big names are there, he'll want to continue. You mentioned Superhuman. He won his first world title back in 1998 at £112. I was still fighting. He went through the divisions, eight in total. I think the answer to this is probably obvious, but can we ever expect to see anyone do something similar ever again? I, I can't see it. I can't see it, but you know the way boxing is now. They'll introduce new weights and more titles, and and someone might do it. That's the issue. See, what he's done has been f- tremendous, but he's only done it because there's been more opportunities to do it. That's that's not like boxing off. But either way, let's get all that. He's been phenomenal. You no, know, for for the little tiny little guy to to you no know, to be when he you no know, to box people like Margarito, who's a giant, and you know it just it's unthinkable. It's just it's just you would never just not in your lifetime you just couldn't see it. It just, it, I, I, and you still, you, when you actually sit down and, and, and really digest it all, you just go, no chance. I, I must have been, I've seen it, but I don't quite believe he did it. I'm reading that he did it, but this must be a mistake because no one could do that. A little flyweight, you know, from Thailand. Who, by the way, have you ever seen pictures of him when he, when he, you know, early in his career? I mean, he's a bag of bones. And that's me saying that. Like, he's a bag of bones. He's nothing on him. And like, Oh, and all of a sudden, then he's going up against Miguel, a big, strong, well, welterweight in Miguel Cotto, and and beating him up. You just go, what? How did that happen? He, he, he yeah. I, I think, I think, you're right. I think you're both right, Declan. Right, like, I don't think we'll see his kind again. Just look at look at Sonny Edwards now. Great fighter, won his world title. Now imagine him going and boxing a light light middleweight. For a world title, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's just he'd be tweeting you though. He'd be tweeting you in about two hours. Yeah, I mean, I reckon, I reckon he could beat some. He could beat some light weights. You know, Sonny. You know, when you have got skills and stuff, you can't. You can go up, but you can't. You can't. You can't. It's certainly. It's, it's, just, step, it's just insane. They yeah, step yeah. on you. Yeah. The, the thing with Pacquiao is, he got more punching power as he moved up in weights than he did at lower weights. It was just the weirdest thing. It's just like all the things that you should know, the speed and the skills, and that that helps you. But that's what that, that and, and it was the speed was the main factor and and the and the hyperactive movements that he had around the targets were made him different, but and made him hard 
he didn't box like a boxer. That's the difference. That's why his movements were weren't boxing movements, and that's what confused everybody. But the power that he didn't maintain, he added every time he moved up a weight, he added more power. How do you do that? I mean, you mature as you get older. I can punch a bit now, and I couldn't punch when I boxed, ironically. But you know, it's but and so that's weight and also understanding your body a little bit better and slowing down and pushing off your feet and all that rubbish. But I mean, he went up in levels of power. He became a power puncher, and that that's like how did that happen? It's, it's weird. You get some secret sauce or whatever it is. You know, you, you, and some people are just great. Some people are just great. Whatever whatever the the rumors were, what either way. Some people are just great at, at doing stuff, and he, he's an he's an all time great. That whatever happens now, the rest of his career, whatever whatever happens, he's an all time great. And you know, we've been blessed and lucky to be able to see him. And, and you have to, you know, we have to we have to just real realize that, and 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 you know, and give a nod of appreciation. You know, he's not he's not Welsh, of course. You know, so he, he loses a few points for that. But I think he is somewhere. That. I think he's got. I think he's. His granddad was from Barry. His, his, his father used to his father used to deliver milk in in nice. in, in Cardiff, and that's that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> just just a note on you, Gas. Uh, what's what's best for you, him? How much do you look like Kevin Farmer? By the way, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I tweeted last night. I just want to what I want to see him fight. It will never happen. It's such a shame, but <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'd love. To see him. I've never seen him in the same room. Certainly not in the same ring. So. If anyone has, by all means, let us know. Yeah. Does he cash out now against Crawford or against Spence? I, mean, I say cash out. Maybe you give him a chance. Maybe he I'm being just, harsh. He got, he got, a, he got, a, he just got the best career win, and I think he was impressive in doing it. And you no, know, you've got to forget about the age of Pacquiao. He just beat Pacquiao, so you know, he goes in now, you no, know, with 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 a little bit of first time in his life, with some bargaining chips on the table for the first time. He's an awkward style. He looks beatable when you see him. He looks very beatable because he does nothing phenomenal, but he's very accurate, economical. He's got a long reach, and he's heavy with his strength and his hands. I don't think he's a big puncher, but I think every shot you feel it. And I think that's what Pacquiao told me. The jab, it wasn't a knockout punch, but it was enough to hit you off balance. And, and I think that's he's one of those. So he's, a, he's an awkward fighter for anyone. Now, he, would he beat Spence? No, and I don't think he'd beat Crawford. No, and that's... But he might be... He's got a title, so while he has a title... He has some sort of bargaining chip. You no, know, he doesn't want. Once he loses his hole, he becomes another Sean Porter, and no one wants to fight him because you know it's it's a hard fight where you gain nothing, you gain nothing from it. That's 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 where his worry is. So I think yeah, he looks for well Spence. If Spence ever comes back, that's the worry. I think we might have seen the last of Errol Spence. We're talking about Pacquiao. They might you know, literally that this fight might have retired two fighters, ironically, and only one of them boxed. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, uh, that is it for this week. Next weekend, Sunday night sees. Can I say? Oh, Canelo! It? Hold on, have... hold on. It's oh. worth a, worth a mention, actually. Big moment. November the sixth. Canelo going for all the belts. Don't forget Las Vegas against Caleb Plant. I wore this especially. The pound for pound number oh. one. Caleb Plant. There's another. There's another Welshman. He grew up in Carmarthen. What's that? <laughs> Caleb Plant grew up in Carmarthen, I think. He, he, he comes with good stocks. They're all they're, pro, they're proper, you know, proper miners, all of them. To be honest, like. But good to see another uh, another division set to be well completely By unified. Less than a draw, like the other one the other day. Well, yeah, that's true. That's someone true. Put, but someone, good. Put, someone put on Twitter the other day. They said like, um, 
we all moan about the belts, and we all do. But then when we get a unified champion, we sort <laughs> yeah. of applaud him and go, yes! But like, you know, we all slag the belts off every, and we do, because I'm one of the worst for it. But then once we get a unified champion, we go, oh, well done, mate. But you know, we can't have it both ways, can we? But the, the thing with the thing with Canelo, forget about the belts, and, and it's nice that he ties it all up. He's always looking for the, he, he's another Pacquiao in many ways, but, but in, I, th- I think he, get, he gets criticised for his opponents. I don't know why. And he's always looking for the next challenge. He's moved up weights. But he's, he's boxing beyond the natural weight for me that I think, for him. And he's always looking for the next best fighter to fight. Who wants to fight Billy Joe Saunders? Even if you think you can beat him, you know, it, it's a potentially nightmare. Caleb Plant's another one. He's real fast feet and fast hands, and he doesn't look fantastic. But he's a nightmare to fight. But he wants to fight him. He wants to box a six foot four like guy with a really good solid jab and a really good uppercut in, in, in Callum Smith. Canelo does the five foot seven lunatic or eight, five foot eight, whatever he is. He wants to fight him. You know, it's you, know, you could he could have had you no know, and bear in mind these fighters, Pacquiao and 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 also Canelo, they get big money whoever they fight. It doesn't matter to, to Canelo. He gets twenty million, he gets twenty million for boxing me, and he gets twenty five million for boxing. Callum Smith, do, do you know, or, or thirty-five, whatever the money is. So it's not he gets huge money anyway. So he can just pick it. He can just cherry pick any of your opponent, and he doesn't. And you have to, you know, in a, in a world where we moan and groan about people not fighting each other, we have a fighter here who's willing and looking to fight the best one, the best out there. And 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 again, you know, we'll look back at this generation after this fit, like we did in the nineties for the heavyweights. We'll look back in ten years after this generation and go, it was you know, I was pretty good actually. You don't appreciate it when you're in this. We're always looking to moan about stuff. But actually, you look back and go, well, what a generation of, of fights they were. You know, we're, 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 you know, Josh Taylor, you know, the, you know, the, the Welsh Scots, Scotsman, you know, he went on to the unified title and you know, met my cousin Josh. And, and, and things like that. You know, you just look back and go, wow, you know, we, we, we didn't think we'd ever see that. We didn't see that in, in, in the 2000s. And now we're seeing it now. And of course, that includes are you, are you- Jake Paul's as well, I guess. And Jake Paul, oh, wow. forget about that. And then let him carry. Who cares about that? Like I, I'm at peace with it all now. I don't care. Like they fight it. it who cares? It's because it's not. It's not. It's not aimed at us. I, I, they shouldn't have pro. They shouldn't have pro um, records. They shouldn't have pro licenses. To be honest, it should be harder to be a professional boxer. But it is what it is. So, but it, but it's it's not taken away from the fights we're seeing. That's the most important thing. We're not having that as a substitute to to Canelo and Saunders. We're not having that to substitute to Joshua and Usyk. We're still getting that fight. We're still getting Fury and Wilder whenever that happens in 2030. You know, but we're still getting the fights. They're just them. Them other fights. It's just people you know, who've seen an opportunity doing loads of money from our sports. By the, by the way, I reckon he could be the best ever, certainly current, three-fight novice who's never set foot in an amateur boxing club in his life. He could be the best in the world at that, actually. So Ooh. good on him. Jake Paul. Well, he's not, is he? That's just that's a bollocky statement. He's the best marketing um, marketing boxer there's ever been, possibly. You know, if that's yeah. if that's the day, the thing. You know, he, he's earning millions, but I think no, you're judging him on his popularity or his wealth. You know, that's like Conor McGregor is the best. Like one, I mean, do you have one fight? He's the best one fight professional boxer of all time. Do you have one or two? I don't know when he fights. Yeah, I don't because he wants. He's no, he's maybe I got no interest in him, but he's a UFC yeah. guy. I don't watch that. So but he made he, he made more money than anyone else. He's a, one of the top three, five earners of all time, probably in boxing. If if it's true what they said, he earned in that fight. And you know, he's the best loser there's ever been in boxing. If that's the case, 
but he's not really, is he? You know, he's not because there's a, a list of fighters now, right down to British level and and Southern area and, and an area title level in the UK who would beat him, probably. But it doesn't matter because that's it's not it's just almost not boxing. That's what you got to think of it off like that. But people like Canelo <laughs> are always looking for the next Griffin. They're real fights against real fighters, and they're putting it all on the line to be great. And let's not let's not forget that. So we're having all these other stuff, but in between all them, and more, we're having more of the quality stuff. We're having more of the Josh Taylor's boxing, Ramirez's, and and the and and the Baranchek's and 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 the Postles and people like that who are always looking to fight great fighters. Never want they never want an easy fight to get to a superstar status. And Canelo's another one. And Pacquiao was the one who who showed us all how it, how a career Hall of Fame career should be, searching for that greatness. I should just say that for anybody listening and not watching, Barry Jones is wearing a Canelo T-shirt, hence the, hence the references. Um, but as you said, Jake Paul is back in action next Sunday. He takes on former UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley. But on the undercard, Tommy Fury, Daniel Dubois, both in action, Tommy Fury potentially angling for a fight indeed with Jake Paul. We'll be back on Bank Holiday Monday to discuss those fights until Just before, then, before we sign off, oh, Ryan, you're, I know you're a UFC head. Tyrone mm. Woodley is he? What, what's he saying boxing wise? Is he is he one of the ones who can strike, or is he one that can't? He definitely can strike a lot better than than Jake Paul's last opponent, Ben Askren. Um, can, can he punch though? Cool. A strike and a punch is two different things. I feel. I, listen, the UFC, right? I what I can understand it because it's, because it's, it's quite technical. The floor stuff, but. They're tough. I, I know that. They're tough, honourable men. So I could I don't watch it. I don't, I don't appreciate how hard it is. Like, you know, I wouldn't want to bump it. I'd rather bump into a boxer in the street than one of those in the street. For, I'd tell you that any day of the week. But different sports at a high level are, are different things. And, yeah, if you can, hold your hands up. I worry about defence for him. What's he like for blocking shots and stuff like that? You're right. The difference between striking, he's better striker than he's a better puncher, but he's also facing Jake Paul, who I think somehow has been elevated by, by his own, as you say, excellent marketing, has been elevated into something he's possibly not. So I think, I suspect Jake Paul is the odds-on favourite, but I think Tyron Woodley will give a be- much better showing. And I think his striking slash punching may well be good enough it wouldn't be good enough against a boxer for sure, but it could be good enough. Certainly, it should give Jake Paul some problems. So, listen, it could be entertaining. Lovely, and that's what we want. That's what we that's want, what of course, is. isn't it? So, BT Sport box office. There you go. There's the advert. If you don't tune in, or you do tune in, join us next week to look back at that and discuss all the fallout. Until then, do take care. <laughs>